everyone, and welcome to another episode of We Like Having Fun, an Office Hours Live with Tim Heidecker recap podcast. I am here with the unholy trinity, as it's been uh, proclaimed on Twitter by Matt. I'll, I'm cool with that, the unholy trinity. That's fine. Um, uh, so, I'm going to go with... Uh, the Tooch notes, which I added a couple little notes myself in there, Tooch, but um, it was good because I, I didn't have time to really be writing. I, I was listening while I was doing other things, and you know, but I did have a chance to watch the episode and listen to a podcast. And uh, no pleasantries, just we're just, just get into it. We don't need that. Um, Let's just go. Oh, yeah. How are you? Yes, yeah, <laughs> great. Yeah, you're doing good. Is everything Me? okay, Tooch? Oh, I'm great. Yeah, just great. living that, living that small town USA lifestyle. Loving small it. Small town vibes. Got the porch. Got the bar. Yeah. Around the corner. Got the co-op. You go to the neighborhood oh, watering it's hole. That's good. Late to the podcast again. Sorry about that. Yeah. Fucking Jesus. I know. Two minutes late. I'm good. Uh, Joe, how was your week? We just had a little off mic chat about it, but uh, how are you doing? Yeah, uh, I had a good week. It was my wife's birthday, and we went out, and uh, that that's, it was the most exciting thing of the week, but not much else to talk Where'd about. Where'd you go? What'd you do? Did you go for dinner? <clears throat> we went for dinner at a restaurant out, and it's probably been a good long time since we've done that officially. Where'd you go? It was a place called Wax Wings. It was over on Chandler Street. Is it Wings? Uh, what? Is it Wings? No it's, no, it's like fine dining with. Oh, uh, okay. Like it's like a wine bar slash really fancy gourmet food, and uh, yeah, it was a, a good night out. Okay, it's very good. The, it's at the patio. All right. I patio. went to Tokyo. The last couple nights, I was I'm finally free of my 14 day quarantine. My he's out of his cage. I'm out of the cage. I went to Shibuya oh. one night, which is uh, famously the thing you might see in TV shows and movies and just things when you see Japan. It's the it's where they have that big intersection that everybody crosses at the same time. You know, that's Shibuya Square, I guess. So I went there and, and walked around there and. Had some ramen, and uh, then last night I went to Shinjuku, uh, which is another neighborhood that a friend of mine said is was cool. I, I asked around a little bit, and I will say, Tokyo is a difficult city. I was a, I was by myself, and you know, in these COVID times, I am the only man of like me around and uh it's not a place where people speak english at all really and i haven't really spent much time in other i've spent a lot of time in a lot of different countries i've been all over the world and uh japan has has proven to be somewhat challenging alone to kind of uh you know communicate or whatever figure things out it's very like every building has like 17 businesses in it and they're all listed on the wall and it's like uh, you know it's it's a little intimidating it's a place i you know would like i would be great to have like a buddy that 
you know, could take me around and, or, you know, like talk to people for me and stuff. Uh, so, uh, and I, I think the city's cool. I, I'm getting like kind of burned on this COVID thing. Everything closes early. Um, everybody's wearing masks, obviously. And it's just like kind of a bummer out there. Like things, like a lot of things are just closed, like cool, like public places that you'd go to are closed. And, uh, yeah, it's, that stinks. So I'm kind of getting burned on this, uh, trip over here, but it was good to just get out there in the world and see some things. Finally, um, it felt like I was living in this weird little dream state over here, just a hotel. How have you been getting around? Well, they give us a train pass, which is very nice. Like the Olympics provide me with a train pass that I can take any train. They have a, you know, above ground kind of monorail thing and they have. It's a train haven over there. I took the underground train. train. Yeah. Um, And I did the subway good. I'm proud of myself. Did it good. New York boy. So I understand how these things work. And um, I got around pretty easily. The trains are like on time and, you know clean and, and nice and that was like a good I'd imagine good, communi- that, good transportation system here I'd imagine sure. that their subway maps are you know quite easy easier to understand right like they probably probably make it with the use of symbols you know and markings as opposed to language they do they have English in most uh, or they have okay. like a word written in English basically all over the oh, subways, well, so you, you can you can follow along um, and uh, yeah pretty simple that so that's great it, it's cool. I, I, I want to see some more. My, my other buddies are there clear tomorrow. So I think it'll be a little more fun to go out with some friends and kind of have these. Like it's very like when you're out there alone and you can't talk to anybody. And like it's a very like strange kind of feeling. Um, it's usually like a little broken English kind of combo you can have. But I'm going into restaurants and it's just like, hi, you know, just like, hi, OK, I'll have the I'll have the gyoza. Um. Everything's like on iPads over there. Like every, everything's like like a, a touch screen situation. Every restaurant is like you sit in a little booth by yourself. There's a little touch screen. All very, uh, you know, fluid. Moving on. Um, so we have the show notes though. You, so you were talking about this. I the, you usually do notes for the the show, right? Yeah. Okay. So you, we're, but we're I'm looking them. at the sh- I'm looking at the show notes today. I'm gonna start with. Okay. Agreeing with your top note here, the show is on an incredible run. Tim mentioned it up front. July 2021 is potentially one of the best runs in OHL history. We've had great guests <clears throat> every week. I think that actually spans back from the last week of June, but what a great summer. Um, I think that Kurt Vile, you know, he's been a guest on the show before. I don't think he's been in studio before. Um, and he's a you know, it's a nice treat. It was a good, it's a good change of pace from the comedians or friends to have a musician in studio. Who's a funny guy who, um, you know, brings a, a kind of cool energy, rock star energy to the show a little bit. Like it like makes Tim do different things when there's a musician there. You know, he's like, he goes for different, maybe sorts of laughs and, and different things, but yeah. So I thought it was a, uh, a solid, solid episode. Moved quick, um, and two <clears throat> two mu- musical uh, guests at the same time is really uh, was planning. I think purpose. 
purposeful planning. Sure, sure. They, they, um, they sort of played it off as a surprise, but we all know that it wasn't. Oh, I have a lot to say fact. about that. Okay, so we'll first, we'll first, we'll you know just kind of run through the regular old stuff here. Um, City of the Day, which I want to say was North Salt Lake or something. You didn't note that, Tucci, but it's a fail on your part. Um, <laughs> well, that's Johnny why I wanted Cat. to talk about these notes because <laughs> usually just for me. Uh, I, well, I look I at last known... last week's notes were a lot more thorough. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, uh, I screenshots, it, all sorts of nice stuff. I there. know, uh, I know. Um, I didn't know that I was going to be the sole note taker. Um, so you might find these to be a bit lacking. Listen, it's just a reminder of things, and that's good. We had City of the Day was brought to you by Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash. Um, Johnny Cash. Sorry. Um, real easy. Uh, on this one, guys, uh, black leather bills that you know you can buy restraining devices. The restraining leather. devices got me pretty good. Yeah. That was that was good. Pretty pretty silly. Um, you know, I'm not going top top ten city of the day sponsors with this one. It seems like they're getting a little they're running out of steam. I think that's been mentioned before, but it was cute. Fit the musician bad boy musician kind of vibe we had we got an update on bob odenkirk which <clears throat> i think is something we should mention and phil braun came on to talk about that in a genuine phil braun appearance which was nice which was different to get until the end and he <laughs> did the waiter bit which was very funny but the uh uh you know great to hear that bob is okay obviously um we all love bob no bob no nothing you know what i mean he's he is the godfather of this whole thing um and you know the reason that we ever started watching tim and eric was because i think we'd heard that bob you know was backing these guys or tom goes to the mayor for that fact um so he's very important to this community and fuck i love better call saul too and man i i was there with tim feeling like a little bit weirded out about that that news that was going to be i mean twitter was going crazy it would have been so awful i've had a lot of death in my life very recently i've had like fuck like three people that i know you know you know somewhat uh in my life die in the past like month and uh it's i was very worried that we were gonna get it you know that i was gonna have like a celebrity one on top of that that one that's you know would have really shooken up the entertainment world the comedy world it would have been a, a horrible horrible thing i couldn't even fathom how they would uh deal with that on like a show like this or, or what you know that's just you know scary um so it's great to hear that he's okay. He tweeted today and said he's all right and he's going to, you know. And I, I thought it was, you know, cool that Phil Braun came on and talked about his experience having a stroke and, you know, his little bit of knowledge about potentially what could have happened to Bob. I guess we'll never know. A lot of speculation from Phil. But um, did you guys hear about the Bob thing, you know, before it had happened? I mean, you know, as it was going on, did you hear in like 
were you in that waiting kind of period that we're talking about? Yeah, I uh, I had saw like a response of like from David Cross saying he's a tough guy. He'll he'll pull through. And I was like, what the hell's going on? What did I just miss? And I had to like dig mm-hmm. through my Twitter feed and I I saw it all happening and I was yeah concerned for sure and you know seeing how Twitter was responding, I was like, uh oh, mm-hmm. you know. So it did yeah, show the mass, love. mass amounts of love for Bob. Like Bob, everybody loves Bob. There's not, a, there's not one person on earth. That's like, ah, I don't really like that guy. Like he's just, he's just a great guy. Appears to be a super nice man, a good family he, man, as well as he's hilarious. like a mentor for all the like, people that are in comedy and have careers. He's like the top mentor that everyone points out usually. And mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, it would be a huge blow to have have something happen to him. Just surprising like that because he was recently in a big action movie and you think he's like in the best shape of his life. You wouldn't suspect that he'd be, you know, dropping, you know, passing out on a set or something or having a heart attack. So. Well, it's probably the vaccine, you know. <laughs> Talk about speculation. You're, I listen. You're that, thought, for that one. That thought has listen. Unfortunately, I've had to address that thought in my own brain because, like I said, I had an, another friend of mine who is a little bit like an older guy, like in his early sixties, and he's a guy that you know I worked with for the past twelve years of my life. Seemingly healthy guy. He did have heart issues, um, but yeah, he he just passed. He just had a heart. He just had a heart attack and died and. You know, I had another friend that had a heart attack and died, and, you know, I don't know. I just, at some point, you have to, you know, kind of question the coincidence of things, and I don't, you know, I'm not really, you'd hate to find out later on down the road that, you know, something was wrong with uh, with this, not wrong, but, like, maybe people that have heart, you know, you'd hate to hear later on, like, oh, if you have a heart problem, maybe you shouldn't get the vaccine. Like, I wouldn't be completely taken by a huge surprise if, i don't think know, that has things like to do with that but you know you, listen, I, I would causes, say more, causes, more people know, die of heart attacks than anything else in of death like go look at those stats like just plainly sure. heart attacks sure. are the number one thing another number one thing that kills you so yeah you know to point well, fingers at a vaccine is i'm an anti-vaxxer as you know so i'm just i'm just getting that out there sounds like it i'm kidding i'm just i'm just saying it it was something that you know i I think it was even brought up on the show um but so yeah bob's good we're happy to hear it um let's see um i think we just got to get into fucking we just got to get into randy newman um this is the big kind of highlight of the show they said, oh, let's take a hothead hotline. They said, there's a Randy on the phone. And um, they really tried to play it up like they didn't, you know. I think they they did a decent job for a little while of convincing me that they weren't totally sure or something. Um, but it was revealed later that they knew. It was all set up and uh, kind of a weird... I don't know, kind of a strange approach to having Randy Newman on. I guess it's kind of fun to have him call the hothead hotline. That's like the, like 
of all ways to to get on you know like that's a that's kind of a weird route for him but i thought it was excellent what it was their approach to it i didn't mind it that it wasn't like a zoom or something you know i I felt yeah no no it was kind of like a, a good way to do it too no, it, it played it played well, and it made it it added a little bit of awkwardness that was that's good for the realm of this show that fits into that world. Doug just kept saying, "I I don't think it's really him," you know. Like they just like stayed with it for a while, and I guess they're I guess Tim had an original bit where they were gonna hang up on him or something, and they decided to bag that and just have a real interview with him, which was very oh. nice. Are you guys Newman heads? I imagine Joe is. I'm a Newman head. I have uh, all the good vinyl, and I'm a fan for sure. Yeah. I, I threw some on last night. Mm. Threw some on. Yeah, same. I was listening to to some yesterday. Um, I, I wouldn't say I'm like a Newman head, but you know, I just I think maybe maybe it's just been through office hours actually um, the past few years, like getting into it, hearing Tim and everyone talk about it. Um, of course, I've always known about Randy. Um, you know, through other avenues that, you know, of course, um, you know, music scores and, or just original music for, for movies and stuff like that. But, um, Pixar. But yeah, I would say I'm a, I'm certainly a fan. Um, definitely a fan of, of the man, Randy Newman, especially after, uh, the call. I mean, super, super into it. Um, yeah, I, I thought, I thought it was great. I mean, real quick though, um, you said that, um, you said that um, they knew that it was Randy. I think, of course, Tim and Matt knew, but are you assuming that Doug and Vic also knew? Well, I think they was, said that was... like Kurt Vile knew. Oh no! I really in, in after hours they kind of talked about that. Yeah. Mm. I, okay. Cause Pretty I, sure they all knew. I listened to it a couple times, um, hmm. and I. It's my interpretation that, of course, Matt and and Tim knew about it, but I it seemed like they were keeping it a, a surprise for everyone else, especially Kurt. Could be, if you if you watch, I thought Kurt's I reaction, heard him in After Hours say something along the lines of like it was hard for me to pretend like I you know like he like I thought he said something along those lines after Tim said with full disclosure you know we we had an in with Randy Newman's daughter right right. I guess I guess I, it seemed like he was just talking on, on the behalf of him and Matt. Um, that's what I, that I would love to know because it it was such a cool experience um, watching this like kind of unfold. It really is one of the more unfor- unforgettable moments um, in office hours for me. It was just so cool to hear. Like I went back and forth four or five times whether or not I thought uh, whether I, I was it was the real Randy. Like it was just such a, a ride for me. Um, and then just kind of like, and then coming to the realization, you know, that it was him. I was in the, U- I, I'm never in the YouTube chat and I was in there just kind of seeing what people were saying and people had no clue what was going on. Um, Matt was in there kind of like um, instigating a bit and saying some funny things. Obviously in retrospect, he knew who it was, but, but Doug was in there as well uh, chatting. Um, yeah, it was just, and then, you know, obviously five minutes into the, to the conversation, you realize it is Randy, but uh, that was so, such a cool thing that I think like, you know, this is one of the, this is a very rare, rare experience to have Randy Newman call into this weird show and, you know, the host pretending that it's not really him. And then they have this great chat. 
um mm-hmm. oh, it was so cool I, I i loved i loved every minute of it yeah no i mean i was on the edge of my seat it was i was you know kind of you know very interested I, to hear what was going to go down i heard randy newman on another podcast like i think it was mark Marin's podcast so i i freshly had heard his voice not you know it was maybe a few months ago so mm-hmm. i had freshly heard his voice and i knew what he sounded like so i was like that's him like i, I was mm-hmm. hearing his voice and thinking like they're they're being silly if they're just gonna shut this guy down but i i felt like i was almost seeing that they were playing it off as a joke and it was sort of like uh you're not fooling anybody after a certain point like they didn't hang up on him and uh i felt like even after the interviews going on each of them had questions like that were pertaining to like uh doug asked a question about the short people song and like so he was ready to have a question ready to go you know it wasn't like they were caught off guard by randy calling in like i, I felt like they all knew that he was going to on there maybe uh, if anyone didn't know it would have been kurt vile but it seemed like he knew even so yeah i don't know i i, I again i think it i'd love to know you know if we could get some intel on this because it, it really seemed like it was just matt and tim that knew um and joe it's funny doug, you mentioned about it doug up? did you know doug let us know doug let me know if you if you guys knew um, i think i think they knew okay i i'd love to I, this is i'm super interested in this this is like the meta stuff that i i love about this show this is really what i care about most stuff like this so i care about more what happened behind the scenes than i do the actual uh product but um it, it's funny you mentioned other uh podcasts that randy was on joe because while this was happening live i had i i just went on you know open up a new tab and wanted to try i was looking for randy's voice on another show trying to match it because i was so interested to see to, to learn if this was really him um it didn't help me I, I still was confused for the first few minutes but but yeah i kind of was looking for the same thing like like trying to trying to hear what his voice sounds like um that was great yeah and so so that was a cool um obviously a very cool moment and a cool interview um and uh yeah it was you know it was there was some a couple laughs in there or there was some you know yeah it was just it was just a nice memorable moment for for office hours i i also like you know i'm I'm like so my hours are so off that i'd seen like the tweets before i listened to the episode that said like randy newman on the show you know like so i was like already knew that that was coming at some point spoiler but I didn't. I assumed when I read it that it was going to be somebody in character. When I read the tweet, like it was going to be in somebody. Yeah, I, I didn't they, quite they believe put it out, at that point. They put a question mark after Randy Newman. I felt like we're going to get another character, so they did kind of like leave it in the in the lurch of like, is this the real Randy Newman, or are we going to get a, a voice actor on there doing some bit? But I don't know what that bit would would have been. Like he's not like in the news for anything salacious or anything. So and that's why it pays, no, but they, they could have had a, They could have had a hotline hotliner that just was, you know, doing a Randy Newman bit because they've, they've done that before. They've billed somebody who, you know, was a bit on the, on the show. Well, Randy Newman's a big Van Morrison fan. So we did find that out. There was a yeah. couple, yeah, there was a couple things that Randy Newman, the way he answered a couple questions that were like in direct conflict to what the office hours guys opinions were on things that I thought was interesting. One of them being Van Morrison. There was one before that I'm trying to think. 
it was um about uh um what's his face um from cream uh, you know clapton oh uh, clapton 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 Clapton. he had a miami sound machine he's a fan of them Mm -hmm. good uh, yeah, CNC Music Factory. Was, yeah. yeah, that was very funny. Very funny. <laughs> that, that that one caught me. That line. Joe's a big CNC That's... Music Factory fan. I, what I remember growing up. I'm not a big fan, but there that number one hit song when it was on the radio. I had a friend who couldn't get enough of it and was like playing it all the time to the point of where I got associated with liking it because I was around someone mm-hmm. who enjoyed it very much. I'm pretty sure the tape cassette was in our room. And put that's on, when you just tape things off on, the radio. Being put on the radio and being listened I to. I have no shame about liking that song. Everybody actually. Dance Now? That's the one? Yeah. yeah. Right? Um, I, They were doing parts of it during the show because it, it came back around and I was like, yep, that's that's a song. But I, I can't even think in my mind how it, that song goes. But I can picture the, the guy rapping. Everybody jump, jump, everybody jump, jump. Like that that part. <laughs> it's like some fast raps in the beginning of that song. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's good stuff. Funny. So, yeah, this was, uh, this was good. I don't really have a lot to really note or talk about specifically about the chat. Um, it seemed like, you know, Kurt Vile was a little, you know, I don't want to say nervous, but a little, you know, just like, you know, kind of just respectful and you know just kind of leaving it and um yeah it was cool seems like a nice guy it would be amazing if he were to come into the uh and you know play with tim or something like this show has is proven to you know be given some very interesting guests and conversations that you wouldn't expect to happen with you know tim and some of his idols and stuff so somebody else mentioned uh, larry charles and that kind of thing where it's like, yeah, this is so good for them. They're, they're, they're really going. I mean, Matt, they talked about later on, like whether Matt, you know, what his role is or whatever, yeah. but you know, he's, he's making this stuff happen. And, um, you know, and Tim even said it like, you know, we're, we're, we're so high right now that all we can do is crash. And like, you know, where do you go from here with all these episodes? I think that they have to, because COVID's, I mean, I guess COVID's fucking horrible again, but, I think if, you know, I think they're probably a little more comfortable with having people come to the studio and I would imagine that they would probably try to keep that maybe up and try to have an in-studio guest as a weekly thing now. Um, We'll see. Did they say they have a week off next week? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I don't don't know if they announced it, but I'm pretty sure that they... I I don't don't remember where I heard that, if that was last week they had said it or something. Maybe they said it on game night or I can't remember, but... Um, it wasn't announced during the show. I, I was um, gonna, yeah, I didn't, I didn't hear anything about that. Yeah, I was gonna say though, it's like one of the, you know, one of the benefits of listening, listening, watching the show live. You know, not knowing, you know, without the show title, you know, it just says Kurt mm-hmm. Vile, right? And like, so like all this stuff happening again, watching it play out in real time was just very memorable for me, um, and I'm glad I got mm-hmm. to, to to sit on it live. Um, yeah, and because you're a Patreon member, you're able to watch that live on Thursday because that is the thing they're doing. 
there was some chat about, about that. that paywall there was some chat about that tim seemed to be confused about how they'd been doing yeah. it yeah it's like we've been doing it like that for weeks like what are you talking but, about so but there is and again I, I would like more information on this as well they um they said they're gonna going to like alternate you know everything's going to be one mm-hmm. link from now on but half of the shows are going to be like permanently behind the paywall now is that what's happening and, and they're, they're going to have, other, I think they were yeah. just saying, I think they were going to give, I think they were saying they were going to give away like one or two a month that yeah. were like old school way where they would be able to just, anybody could watch it. Okay. That's what I thought. So I think they'd potentially have to have two video links maybe, which I don't know, Matt kind of opened that up for discussion in the, uh, Patreon. And I mean, I love just being able to fucking hit play on one video and let that roll. That's amazing. It's always so annoying. It is nice to have to go and find the other fucking link. And yeah, especially like, yeah, like again, watching live, you know, in the past, you'd have to just close out, open, you know, go to Patreon, get the new link. I mean, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's not that big of a deal, but it is nice to just have that one long, one long stream. You get that nice intermission, you know, intermission music. Now it's all flowing. It it does. It makes for, it does make for, yeah, it makes for a better, better product in the end. Vera Drew was another guest uh, that came on, guest-filled uh, show, and we're always happy to hear from her and her projects, um, which, uh, you know, it's crazy because I remember hearing, she's like, it's been a year, and I, and I can specifically remember listening to the Poundcast a year ago, which doesn't seem like that long ago. I remember I was at the U.S. Open, which is basically a year ago. And her talking about the people's Joker and like getting it started. And it was interesting to hear how it's changed a lot. And she's reshot the whole movie and she's going to, you know, doing it, taking it a lot more seriously. It seemed like a very silly, you know, found footage kind of goof when she was first doing it. And it appears that she's done a way crazier, uh, you know, more expansive production. So. I think before maybe I didn't really this wasn't something that was on my radar like oh I can't wait to see that but now I'm quite interested in in what this is going to be and um, you know I would be open to donating or um, supporting supporting supporting, uh, the the film and there's a twitch thing or something coming up this today that I think you can it's today okay so yeah 3 3 p.m. eastern um today yeah it's like the the vera drew film festival i'm gonna i'm gonna pop in there and, and check it out and don't you think it's a little strange how you can't just use batman and joker in a thing and you still could be sued yeah they talked about for it. using that i know they talked about it but i feel like that should just stop they should stop with all that public like, domain you think at this it, time yeah i mean what are they I mean, waiting for listen that? if you could i mean i understand it to some extent if everybody could just make their own batman movies that would be you know mayhem you know what i mean it's not like i don't i don't have any problem with it everybody can make their own you know well, if like listen listen whatever. listen if like sony just suddenly was able to just make their own batman movie like every or Disney or whoever, like they would just make their own Batman movies because they make a bajillion dollars. Um, and that's, you know, it, it's just, that's just the way or, it is. Or they would water it down to the point where they, they wouldn't, but well, that's yeah. why they have the rule so that it, that can't happen. They say we own uh, the rights, so you can't do it and it will make a billion dollars every time we do it. So, um, yeah, I understand what you're saying. So 
yeah, so as far as like an indie level kind of thing, and I think that's what she was getting at was that she can't see a world where she's going to be bothered about it. Um, but she did say she had to redo things because it wouldn't even able to be released at all um, the way she was doing it prior. So, yeah, the language. I see what you're being, saying. The what? yeah, the language of it being an, an illegal comic book film is in you know like the marketing for the thing, which I think is super cool, super interesting. So I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna check it out too. Um, after hours, we have a bunch of beardos sitting around waiting to ask how you come up with song ideas. Um, don't say that about Katie, uh, said Tim. Um, that's a good, <laughs> quick little line by Matt in there that was very under the radar that, that Tucci caught. And on my kind of little after hours reskim, I, I caught it. Um, Matt taking, I love Matt taking shots at the at the Zoomers. That's, yeah, Matt. Great. Matt's yeah, especially Annie Sway who. Uh, Jeez Louise, she's had some good calls before, but I don't know what the fuck she was on this fucking time. She <laughs> so she kept getting interrupted, which was hilarious. Like if you were watching the show, her facial reaction was amazing. To she would like start talking, and Tim would just go into a thing. It happened a bunch of times, and then finally, she got her question out, and her question was, "What shows do you watch?" And it was like, oh, Matt was like, just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, after all that, this is what you got. What shows do you watch? Like, what are you what show do you think you're watching where you think that would be an acceptable question? <laughs> it's crazy. Crazy to me. And no, come, no, on the pod. come on the pod. Talk about it. Everyone's uh, to come on the pod. No, I, I don't trust. Talking. I don't trust her anymore because, you know, <laughs> and then she then she pivots to a thing about baby Yoda. And I was like. You know, you got to know your, you got to know your audience here. You got to know, like talking about it. Did you guys see that SNL skit with baby Yoda? I was like, is this a bit? Are you like trying to get told that you're, you know, like, you know what I mean? It, it was kind of funny, but during these interruptions. Kurt Vile, Kurt Vile doesn't know who Sir Alec Guinness is though. Also doesn't ring a bell. He doesn't. Um, that's okay. Kurt Vile <laughs> doesn't know that. He, but he do, he can just start playing the Velvet Underground first album. Just start playing it through, which I thought was was pretty fun. It, it explains some things. Yeah, is all um, I We got a, we got some Bill Cosby talking about the Velvet Underground, and if that was a thing, that was a very strange bit that came from there. Um, and then we got a little story about Tim getting a bad report card when he was young. And, you know, I, these little touches, I'm just going to say, like, he, he was like, I had the Velvet Underground CD in my Discman. You know, there was batteries in there. Like he, he said, like he like walked us through the like a Discman. And like, uh, I, I don't know. That's just oh. like a real little one. But, you know, he said he knows he's going to get the whip. So, uh, you know, Kirk Vile talked about yeah. having a Discman earlier. We had some Discman early on. Yeah, I want a disc man. I remember having a disc man. My disc man was stolen by from me by like a guy, a kid that I was like kind of friends with who's kind of a weird guy in high school, but like I know that he's the one that stole it and now later on in life he's like on Facebook and he like went full like religious nut guy. And I I'm very tempted to send him a message and be like, "You know you stole my disc man. You son of a bitch." And I could never like prove it, but like I know that he did it. It was one of these things where when somebody steals something from you, you just know who did it, and you can't really do anything about it. He was kind of a that's crazy, one of the he's kind of a crazy guy. He's kind of a crazy guy where like I couldn't like 
I couldn't like beat him up because I was scared he might be the type of guy that would like shoot me or something. Yeah, you know, he was like a fucked up kind of kid, but I always had a soft spot. Like he was kind of like bullied and not really popular in school. I always like, you know, tried to be buds with him, and you know, he he fucking betrayed me. That son of a bitch. But. I used to listen to fucking Pink Floyd, The Wall, on that disc man on my bus ride homes from fucking yeah. ski club, and it was the best sounding thing I'd ever heard in my life. That disc man was so good. There's no comparison to listening to your fucking phone and your Bluetooth like the disc man experience with a good pair of headphones. It's tops, tops for me. So. Doug asked him if he was, uh, did he do heroin while he was waiting for his dad to give him the whipping, um, <laughs> which was, you know, funny little Velvet Underground stuff. And Lou Reed took a bite of a bagel and put it back. That's the story that Doug heard. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know. He's like, I got a, I got a, I got a, I got a, <laughs> I got a Lou Reed story. I'm like, oh, what's this going to be? I'm like, what? Um, and then Vic told a story about, uh, Vale Kilmer tickling, uh, <laughs> tickling Lou Reed. Um, which, I was picturing that, which is a silly, yeah, scenario. And then, but then it went to like, if it doesn't, you know, Tim was like, if it doesn't elicit a laugh, it's not a tickle. Like, you got like a tickle is defined by the giggle that comes from the tickle. So if it's not a tickle, it's just like a grope or like a weird touch, you know. They played a video of was I don't know what that was, but they were like playing a yes song or something. What was that video? Roundabout. I don't know what band that was. I was a little confused about what was happening there. My bad. I'll probably get shit for this because now I get fucking hit up every time. I, I, I didn't. I didn't watch it, but I, you know, I was watching back a little bit, but I I missed that part where I I listened to the audio. I thought they were just playing it roundabout and then um maybe like taking some of the parts of it out like the way they can yeah. single out yeah. the audio track maybe they're doing that with roundabout with different parts of the song I, i'm not sure though it was yeah miss. it was bill uh bruford and steve howell from um you know Re uh, regis and kathy lee show of early 90s but i think it was just like okay yeah that's what that that's what that was um, gotcha. Yeah. It was just kind of a pretty, pretty silly performance. Pretty um, dicey. Yeah, a little, little dicey. Um, good performance by Kurt Vile playing the John Prine song. Um, that was really quite nice. And um, we didn't even talk about this, but are you guys, I, I think, Joe, you're a big Vile guy, right? Yeah, I've seen him probably more than anyone in concert, possibly like wow. six times. Wow. Jeez. Uh, prying or a um, vile head. Some like in Chicago, like 10 years ago, like, you know, uh, multiple times. Like, so I'm, a, I go back. I'm a super fan. My wife's super fan. So was and, this episode uh, very exciting for you? I've, I've, I've seen him already, um, give interviews on multiple podcasts. And so, yeah, I, I mean, um, love his music. And I think he's, interesting enough person and uh down to earth yeah he definitely he almost like he, he almost hang with for sure yeah he almost just doesn't seem like a normal like cocky musician kind of per personality like there's no 
um, questions I have about him. He just seems very down to earth and and real, and and I love it. Like, uh, but so so good. You see him live, and you're just blown away, or at least I'm. I'm completely blown away every time. That's why I've probably seen him so much. But yeah, and it, it's great that he has respect in this community because that's that makes sense in my uh, thought process. Like he should just be part of the respected musicians out there in this community. Yeah, and he talked openly about songwriting and about like, even at the end when they were signing off, sort of like, you know, his expectations for his next record, which Tim was joking about, but I think he was being pretty genuine about some of his responses. And it was just good to hear. It's just nice to hear a musician that's like, you know, not in the stratosphere of like super fame or anything, but like, you know, very well respected indie guy. And you kind of like get a vibe for what it would maybe be like to have that sort of career in the independent music scene as like a, you know, you're, you're doing well. But it's not like you're fucking, you know, he's like, I'm I'm not massive like the war on drugs. You know, they went massive, you know, which was the term. And, uh, yeah, you know, well, I, I know a couple of guys myself and, I, you know, I can kind of compare their lives a, a little bit. And it seems like he's, uh, you know, probably got it pretty good, you know, but it's not like insane. It's probably like, hey, I make a good living and you still got to still got to make a good record. And you got to go on tour and, you know, it's work Tooch, what you got. I love Kurt Vile. Um you know, again, another one of those Philly connections for me being in Philly while these guys were like kind of making it pretty big um, with the violators. And then like Adam Grandesil war on drugs, you know, that whole scene was like a big, big part of my life um, five, eight, 10 years ago. So, yeah, I mean, it's just great seeing this for this overlap, you know, like this, this there's so much for me, so much happening on, on office hours that kind of just intertwines with my personal interests, which, which just kind of enhances my appreciation for the show. Um, yeah, the, just like the war on drugs. I mean, I don't think I was on this podcast talking about them. Um, but when Adam Grandisil was on like that, that's, that's probably one of my, they could be my favorite band. That's like currently making music. Um, I love them very much. Um, mm-hmm. and I, yeah, and, and Kurt Vile's up there too. Like, the walking on a pretty days album for me, was just pretty influential. And um, yeah, it's just great. Uh, I'm a huge fan and it's really cool. Same thing with like Randy Newman, just finding out that, you know, these, these really talented artists are also just cool people. Like they seem like genuinely like nice down to earth people. Um, And I'm always scared to learn more about my, you know, the, the people that I kind of appreciate. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's big fan. Um, and he's just, he fit in really well with, with the crew. Yeah. Vile. Vile has been a guy that like, when he has a new record out, I'll usually listen to it, but I'm not a big vile guy. Like I haven't gone deep and it's never been because like, I haven't liked it or anything. It just never has been like an absolute home run for me. I don't know what it is about it, but honestly, after seeing this, after seeing that John Prine performance and like getting to know him a little bit, I think I want to go back and, and like uh, give it another, you know, another rip or maybe be told, Oh, you should really listen to this. If you know this, this or this, he has a lot of records, I think. Right. He's just, I remember there was a time it was just like every fucking three months, there was a new Kurt, Kurt Vile thing. And it was like too much vile for me. And I think when They're he first, all... came, when he first came out, I was like, 
<laughs> just like even the, the stupidest thing, but like something about his name was like annoying to me. Uh, you know, just that's just a stupid, very stupid thing. But, you know, I just like kind of started on the wrong foot with him. But like I but I, I didn't I never like listened and was like, I don't like this. Um, Too much vile. A lot of vile. All his all his albums are very, very good. And if the more you listen to him, the more you like them. I feel like mm-hmm. maybe that you you'd say that about yeah, a band think... like, oh, I got sick of this. I can't listen to this. Like, uh-huh. that's not the case with with my experience. It's just. You, then you're just like you want it more and more, and you you can't wait for the new thing that's about to come out. And I'm I'm yeah. completely won over by him. But I I was lucky because I, I I saw him at Pitchfork two years in a row, it, like ten years ago, and the first time was like, whoa, who's this guy? This is awesome. And then he was there the next year, and it was just like, that's it, I'm in, and I've been in ever since. Like he's very talented and very uh, good live experience as well. So, yeah, you, you totally have to go back and do the deep dive, Mike. And, yeah, uh, get in. And there. Speaking of speaking of the war on drugs and seeing things live, like I liked the war on drug drugs just fine, and then I saw them live, and I didn't really like it oh, live, no. and it kind of like turned Mike. me off from the war on drugs. I think I. I, mean, I don't know. I can't speak I to the war on drugs. I, I don't listen to them at all. Yeah, everybody's like huge boner for the war on drugs was one that like kind of turned me off of them because it was like it became like, I don't know, like they were just like on their songs were like on corny TV shows and like I can't speak to the corny people can't speak to them. in Easy the world now. saying Easy. that they love they love the war on drugs, including Tucci here. This is I, well. I <laughs> hearing Tucci say that he likes war on drugs makes me feel like oh maybe I need to go and check them out. I, yeah, I if you haven't listened to them at all, I mean they're they're definitely Joe, good. Joe, yeah, res- like Joe respects show. my taste. You just you shit all over it. I did. Right. I did purposefully. Well, I, honestly, like I didn't like war on drugs at first and that's why it didn't take for me like i didn't go farther than what i you know sort of heard it from the beginning but um you know i i don't know if i will go do a war on drugs deep dive i but uh, i respect that you like some yeah they just put out a new song that i heard the other day it was on my like spotify release radar and i really liked the new song it was like a very quiet simple song and not like this You'd think I would like War on Drugs because they're almost like a jam band, quite honestly. They jam hard. And, yeah, they jam um, a little bit. And I think they're into the dead, and I think they're they like they do have a connection there. Speaking the, of which, Kurt Vile really tiptoeing around the fact that he likes the dead. Oh, oh yeah, I like, Box, I like Boxer Rain. Like, come on, bro, you like the fucking dead, oh, hell, dead yeah. collabo. You're a fucking dead guy. Don't He's, give me your shit. He said and his Tim, bandmates are deadheads. I'm, Tim just has to fucking stop it. No, I don't like the dead. Oh, oh, Tim. Well, if you, if okay, you okay. like a, if you like a couple record, like oh, that's I, a great yeah, record, and that's a great record. I like, thought you, you know, were, I thought you were saying Tim has to stop uh, prying at people. I, because I, I, I was like, oh no, we, will, I love this. Yeah, I, I agree. He, he, he might. Uh, I kind of like. Maybe it's a listen, bit. Now, it's a bit. It's a bit. It's a All right, bit. Yeah. It's okay. I don't really like the Grateful Dead. Okay, you talk about them every week. You probably talk about them every day <laughs> yeah. of your life. Every day. Uh, the dead comes up every week. The jam band chat continues. Speaking of that, last week I have a correction to make. Not a correction, but um, 
Doug made a comment when they were doing the City of the Day code about Vermont having the most clogged toilets because oh, yeah. they eat I, too much fish food. I wish I could have jumped in there and said, hey, Mike, it's pie because Ben and Jerry's is in Vermont. I just kept uh, my mouth shut yeah, and didn't yeah. say anything. But I was thinking, like, why didn't I say that? Because I was literally just Why didn't you at, say it? Yeah. I, I Like, we were driving by there, and I was we, we looked into maybe taking a tour to the Ben and Jerry's, but they were closed the day that we were going by there but yeah listen when to that... me when i heard the reference the ice cream did not like i i didn't make the connection i'm not gonna lie i was Same. slow I, on the on the joke. i listened back and i was thinking i'm sure doug's gonna give that to mike like text him and tell him like what he a gave me shit dunce he it. is he a said dunce. you're an idiot are you kidding me you you were the jam band guy didn't get the fucking fish food reference you asshole well and, not everybody uh, remembers maybe that ben and jerry's is in vermont Oh, I definitely do. I do know that Ben and Jerry's is in Vermont, and I definitely know that fish food is about a banned fish that's from Vermont. And I've had the I've had the ice cream fish food. It's just like I think that clocking toilets though is still so far of a listen. Clocking toilets because you're eating ice cream and ice cream gives you the shits. I I told I told Doug I was like I think that's a mildly deep cut like to quickly gather that thought and. I it didn't I didn't get it. Same I dude. failed. I, I, I failed, failed too. I, I am with, I, I'm with I, you. I totally got it, and I just didn't say anything. Like Joe's dunce. Joe's gonna say that he totally got it in retrospect. I did. I swear to God, I yeah. did. But I, he probably got I, it on had, the re. No, no, I, I got it when you were like, talking about fun. it. You you went you blew past it so fast. I didn't have a chance. Okay, to well, jump I'm giving in. you a chance right now. If there's anything that you think <laughs> that I fucked up or needs correction on the show right now, anybody yeah. speak your mind. Uh, if I I've do, made any mistakes, I like the idea of having segments on the show, which is a, a conversation I'd like to have. We should have an, a corrections segment up front, which would be we just great. had our we just had our cor- no the corrections can't be up front. That's lame. Um, oh, wow. We'll do okay. corrections at in the, the end, like we just did. Okay. And we're also going to do our first uh, version of we got Tucci's minutia. Yeah, Tucci's minutia. Tucci's minutia. How do you want to Tucci's minutia, which is in his notes here. He has some little some just a couple little Tucci notes. So Tucci, take it away. OK, here we go. I'm not going to elaborate on it. I'm just going to rattle some things off. Rattle small baby. moments that I, I found great. Um, Kurt Vile doing a Gavin Rosdale impersonation impression. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. Um, Vic kept playing that Jack uh, Posobiec, uh, the man who sold the world acoustic drop. All throughout the show, super funny, especially when you have two acoustic guitars in in the studio playing. It was really it mixed in really well each time, got me laughing. Um, the Matt switching the uh, hothead hotline um, thumbnail to a picture of Randy Newman with the hothead hotline phone over top of it. Great, mm. great move by Matt. Thought that was really funny. Uh, I think um, I'm gonna give that one to Wes, but. Oh, was that Wes? Was that Wes? I don't okay. think. I think. I think. I don't think Matt's doing the graphics. Oh, gotcha, show. gotcha. Okay, so then that's that's Wes. Then that's great. Um, huh. And then uh, Tim had a quote that said, "Maybe if I just don't try to do things, I won't have to feel this way ever about anxiety." And I agree. Yeah, you know what? I I liked that quote, and I found it very interesting because I I think I I think what he's actually saying. Is that maybe what I mean? I don't want to say he doesn't understand his own feelings, but like that's the thing that 
you keep coming back for that's the drug is that anxiety and that like that is this you know is this gonna are they gonna like me like that like moment of before you release or while you're releasing something or while when you go to perform or, or anything whenever you're sharing art or doing something like that i think that's actually what keeps you coming back is that like little bit of like self-awareness that you need to you know tune up with um that kind of gets fed back to you kind of immediately and that's the reason that i think that this he makes so much shit i mean he makes so much shit because i because i think he like you know he must like that but he did say i you know i don't like the positive stuff like somebody called and asked that and i think that's how we got there but um but it was interesting to you know i think the answer is if if i never did this stuff i would never feel that way then he just wouldn't be alive he wouldn't be him like he needs that stuff like that's you know that is why i think he that craving for that um that moment is the only reason why somebody does so much shit and i'm guilty of it myself I, i'm constantly working on things and starting new projects and doing shit because of that like feeling of you know sharing it eventually or something you know what i mean like that's that's kind of what you're working towards there's something to be said for the doing is the enjoyment of what it Absolutely. is and uh, I I fall more into the camp of like I like the doing of things more than the result of the appreciation. At, like I don't really, as being an artist, I don't get anything much from the result of the the praise that you get from the art itself. But I know I why. Think he, other I think he was talking a little more it. about like the perf about performance maybe and like putting himself in a situation where he has to like perform. So it'd be like, it'd be like Joe, if somebody was coming to watch you do your painting, would you, you know, like, you know what I mean? I think it's like kind of a different, like, cause yeah, no, I mean, I think, I think he even said that too, that like making the thing is always the most enjoyable part. And that, that's true. But, but, but what, I mean, but still, you're still doing it for the eventual, I don't know. It's, it's kind of hard, but yeah, I'm a big journey guy. I don't really care who watches the thing or anything, but the reason you do it is kind of to have the experience. And then like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm rambling here, but was there any more on the minouche there? Tooch? That's it. That's Tusha's minouche. Uh, Tusha's minouche. Very good. Very good. We need to come up with a Joe's, Joe's blows. <laughs> Joe, Joe, Joe points out all the shit that didn't make him laugh. Yeah. <laughs> um, salad in the water made me laugh. I forgot to say that. <laughs> Joe's blows. Salad in the water. I don't remember that, but that um, was the, that <clears throat> was in the beginning where um, Phil was taking orders. Oh the, yeah, the orders yeah. game. Like oh yeah, we we forgot we skipped over that. Phil, yeah, Phil. After he talked about Bob, he he did this bit where he's like, "I'm a waiter at Horse Crackers." He made up a stupid he's restaurant. Like, There's only four then, of you. There isn't five. And then he was, yeah. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna read it back, and well, but yeah, then he did. I mean, that's just a very funny bit. Like, I, you know how you go to a restaurant, and there's the waiters that don't write things down. Like, I'm one of those guys. <laughs> I just heard that be done in a game on another podcast uh, called Freedom, and uh, they did that same exact thing. And I was thinking, I wonder if Phil listened to that and then took that idea. But mm -hmm. it was very, very close together uh, in in listening, but. 
Last anyway, thing, it's a, it is a funny bit, and uh, I, yeah. that really cracked me up. That whole segment cracked me up. Yeah, Phil Phil did good there, and he 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 brought he made a light of a dark situation and was able to turn the turn the energy of the show around, which was good. Uh, real quick, uh, I also sorry, nope, sorry. Nope. Beyond the grave, Abbott and Costello uh, was the final thing I wanted to note from the show. Thought that was funny. Um, Tim said no one's amused by this. I was amused by it. I thought it was funny. I, I like that beyond the grave weird fucking shit. I think Doug Doug. I love so that funny. little weird voice thing. That, yeah, that creepy. that's a great. <laughs> that's a great. Have a conversation with that thing. They could, they could bring that back whenever. Go ahead, Tooch. The I just want to say uh, the the drops in this episode leading up to like the Randy Newman interview were spot on. The boys were hot, and the um, the city of the day came. That the timing of that city of the day drop was the best I think I've, I've ever heard. Um, it was quick. I think they were quick today. They were quick and they weren't or not whatever yesterday. They, they were, they were on the ball, but it wasn't, it wasn't too much obviously because right. they had a couple guests that they weren't going over. So it was like, you know, kind of quick little dagger shots. I thought that, that I agree was well done and, and well timed and you know, they're flowing, they're doing well. Um, all right. Poundcast. I listened to it today with Matt price a skater. Um, Joe, do you have a chance? Yeah. Okay, I great. I listened, I listened to it. Um, well, I'm sure you probably got some enjoyment out of this being a, an ex skater and talking about skate talk. I, I thought that was a fun combo that was very, very easy listening. The guest was a very fit in really well and it just flowed overall, just a really smooth. <clears throat> they were back in the studio <clears throat> and I, I don't know if that helped maybe the audio or something that just made it feel less you know rugged or something it was just smooth and they, they had a lot of fun no vic though no vic even though i thought i was hearing drops i think i guess doug must have been doing a few drops in there later on i heard some drops in the after dark um i uh i liked the the whole talk about the underbites and overbites <laughs> chat like i yeah. i had a underbite and it got corrected through braces but mm-hmm. Did you did your sandwiches? Uh, did you have to flip your sandwiches? I, I I honestly was young, you know, so I don't recall that being the case. But That's it was funny. like a little bit strange to have that underbite. You know, and, Brent's like, I have an overbite. And Doug's like, Come on, you don't have an you're not flipping your sandwich. <laughs> you're flipping your sandwich. <laughs> That's not an overbite. That was very funny. Um, yeah, we talked all about skateboarding. We talked about Olympic skateboarding, um, which was funny. They this was recorded before it was recorded the same day as uh office hours last week which was with the um the olymp no la olympics or whatever no olympics, no olympics. LA. and yeah um so yeah it was you know interesting to hear like another not perspective but just you know hear about what skaters you know were doing it and if it was cool or not cool and you know that was that was interesting and the skateboarding i think skateboarding has been very cool at the olympics um and like i think i mentioned last week like these like you know like a fucking 12 year old girl or something won the gold medal for japan and beat this 35 year old american uh girl that was you know, it's just it's kind of crazy. It was just cool to see that. Um, there's no other sport or competition that I can think of that has 12 year olds going against 35 year olds on like an even level. Do you think there's an advantage to being a small or smaller person on a skateboard? Here's the advantage, in my opinion: it's the lack of your f- lack of fear. 
the little kids are just fucking fearless. They just go flying off the thing. And when you get older, you're like, Ugh, you know, you know, that's what I think. That, and all these young kids are just going. That could be. But what about just like aerodynamically speaking, like a smaller body on a skateboard versus a Tony Hawk? Lankier. Tony Hawk was a big guy. Not a big guy, but he wasn't tiny by any means, and he was always been a lengthy guy. Well, he's, he has the world record, he's nine hundred off also. the half pipe, and you know he still has the records and stuff. So, but yeah, there's probably something to be said by being little and light and being able to fly up and do that, kind of like being a figure skater or anything else. Um, but I've been enjoying the Olympics still. Um, it's you know I'm working very closely with it, but the competition I think has been uh, exciting, and you know guys are winning the fastest swimmer in the world by like a fucking milli, you know, it's just like so crazy to me still that these guys, you know, train for fucking five years for this one moment. And they have to, at that exact moment, swim as fast as they can. And somebody is deemed the fastest swimmer in the world. And they break the world record every time. Like it's just, people just keep getting faster. And it's pretty insane. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm still uh, interested in that. I don't know why. Sorry, I went off on that. Um, back to the Poundcast. Um, another thing I noted was they had a little bit about turning dead bodies. You know, are you going to get cremated or are you going to get, mm-hmm. you know. That um, was another fun part of the <laughs> Brent show, was like, I'm going to sure. get, you know, lotion. Cre- oh, he's going to get lotionated. Uh, and then they talked about turning the dead body like into lube or something so that you're. So that Brent, can Brent wants to be buried it. in a casket, though. He does. Yes, he does. And I was thinking, like, I don't know if I want to be a casket, but I don't want to be burned. I don't want to be ashes. I want to be a skull. I was always thinking I wanted to be a decaying skull in the ground. So, uh, you know, more power to that. Sure. Caskets. I don't know if you get there very quickly. Tooch, you you getting burned or you getting buried? Stuffed. Stuffed. Like a fucking Taxidermed. Yeah, baby. Taxidermed. Um... So then I'm not going to lie during the pound cast, I was listening today and it was after work and I was laying down. I was kind of doze. I started to doze a little in and out. Not going to lie. It just happened. And I went back and, and caught up, but there was, they got to a point where they were doing something about reading the football rules. And I don't know what they were trying to get out of that. I didn't understand the, the premise of what they were doing. They're like, let's try this thing. Like let's do football. And they started reading the football rules and they're like, oh, this isn't really working. And I was like, what, what they, I didn't know what they were trying to do. They're trying to riff on how silly these rules may be, but it really didn't amount okay. to leading to any of that where they did naturally find a tangent to go off of that, you know. Well, they got to the Bible, um, which is <laughs> the Bible, yeah, yes, which was, I think, which went on oh, for no. a really long time reading Bible and then eventually singing Bible songs and, uh, you know, they were really, you know, having a fun time with this. And, you know, I, I got, yeah, snow doing the Bible, like the snow um, hip hop voice. Yeah, was, uh, yeah. The best one. Yeah, they got there. It took a while, but they got there, you know. And I think that, I think the, the guest, uh, Matt Price, did a good job of taking it there. He like stepped it up and started, he was like one, maybe one of the first ones to sing like a real melody along, you know, like he like, started off as like kind of poetry slam style and then kind of just progressed and progressed and eventually became <laughs> hip hop and just singing and R and B. And, uh, but like I had this moment where I, and I, I compare it to, 
I'm going to compare it to like a jam band situation where sometimes you're like listening to a jam band and they're, it's been like 20 or 30 minutes and you're like, wait, what song is this? Like, where did we start? That's how I had that moment when I was listening to this bit where like they're singing these, I'm like, how the fuck did they get here? Like, where are we? Like, what did this? And then I thought back and I was like, oh yeah, this started with the football. Like, and then I was like, what did that even start from? What, what were they talking about? A football Discord rules? question, I believe, like these people on okay. the Discord ask questions randomly, like, hey, you should do this, and then they just do it. Or sometimes Doug will just come in with a thought, maybe. Like, yeah. Well, um, no, Matt, Matt Price was like, let's just read Bible quotes. He, was, he just threw it out there, like, and Brent's was just like, yeah, yeah, we should. Like, let's do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's definitely do that. That's my, my Brent impression. Um, but yeah, Poundcast was great. Um, a, a very, like a, a good guest, fun energy, and just a solid, um, you know, solid chuckling and, and stuff across the board. It, it went by quick. And um, I, you know, like I said, I even went back and, and re-listened to some things that were making me laugh. And uh, so, yeah, it's good that they're, you know, I know they said that like COVID is still really bad, but maybe going into the studio gave them some new kind of energy or something. And you know, not that it, I thought it was too much different, but the, obviously the audio was a little bit better than it hasn't been too bad or anything, but um, yeah, it was good. It was, it was solid. And they, they didn't, the format was a little different. They started the show with the theme song and didn't like talk about it. Maybe they didn't get a theme song this week. Maybe they just used the original. Yeah. They didn't get a remix. Um, Right. I don't think it was a remix. I, I, I which, definitely heard that. You before. know what? I'm not going to lie. Some of that, some of that stuff in the beginning, they even asked me when I was on their podcast, if, you know, do you think we go too long with the intro stuff? And I was, and at the time I was like, no, I, I like the intro stuff. You got, you guys sometimes do some funny bits about the jerky and stuff. But more recently, now that I'm like, I have to rip through this episode, I'm like, all right, boys, come on with the intros. And then they're like, in this week's remix, and they talk about the fucking remix for five minutes. And then finally they push. It's like, all right, come on, just play the fucking remix. Tell me who did it. And let's go. I, okay. I never fast forward through the beginning, and I did this week. Because I did. was like, I, I'm so sick of these like the vegan, vegan jerky, <laughs> vegan jerky commercials. And well, I, I will say the that they've gotten, shit. I'm not going to say, I'd say they got a little lazy with their vegan, like the vegan jerky thing used to be, there used to be some sort of story or like tongue in cheek thing. used to be like, so I was camping last week and like, I, you know, it was, you know, you know, the bear like, you know, came and was attacking me, you know, like we tell some whole story to get to the point we're saying, but I had this vegan jerky, you know, it was like, that that's fun. You could do that, but if you're just doing it as a normal sponsor, um, yeah, shorten it up, <laughs> tighten it up, boys. That's 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 what we'll say. Just move through that. That's fine. We love the jerky. Um, we, I know all the flavors by heart. I've never had it. Tucci loves it. Oh, that's a good jerk. That's a good jerk. Good jerk. I had some squid jerky the other day in Japan. That's a thing you get off the shelves. Very good. So sounds, that's gonna do it. Chewy. It's chewy. It's really good. Really good. Um, highly recommend. I think you get it in the States. Go to the Asian market. Um, I got to go to bed, boys. I got to wake up at 4.30 in the morning every day, and that sucks. So I got to get to sleep. Um, anything else? No? Nothing for if, me. If it's a week off next week, uh, then we'll just play it by ear about when we do this next, correct? We will play it by ear, everybody. We don't know. It hasn't been confirmed whether it's a week off. We're assuming and thinking it might be a summer break here. 
If so, we'll see you in a couple weeks. And uh, thanks for listening. And we're going to get a new logo I want to get for this week's podcast. Hopefully you're seeing a new little tab in your podcast app with a cool new little logo. I just put Tucci on the spot to finish that up today and send that over so that I can slap it up there. Um, But yeah, some new graphics maybe from our boy Tucci, um, who you can check out all of his work, not all of it, but some of his examples of his work at MikeTucci.com. He's a great graphic designer. That's how we met. And, you know, like I said, and I say all the time, I love his work. That's who I want to do my work. I have some more jobs for him. I need to talk to him about, and he's busy. So, but he's not too busy. So, I mean, he's, you know, he's got time. So hit him up if you have any graphic design needs. And if you want some cool artwork around your house, say you just moved into a place or you're just sick of looking at a boring beige wall, you know, hit up Joe, Joseph Allen art, uh, on Instagram. Uh, Joe makes tons of paintings. He loves the joy of painting the paintings more so than even selling them or, or, or anything. He, he just likes to make them, but he's always up for a sale and they're very reasonably priced. I think, I don't know that they're pretty reasonable and they're beautiful and, and uh, you know, very, there's something for everybody in there. I think everybody, anybody that's ever con- gone over to Joe's house and seen his artwork, there's usually one that jumps out and they love it and they want it. And they got to have it. So I'm sure if you went scrolling through make his Instagram, me a, make me an offer. I'm very reasonable. I'll, I, I'll make an offer. Just about give him away. Pretty He'll much. give him away. Show some interest. Show some support, and he will uh, hook you up with a cool painting. And uh, check out Jam Band Workout. I'm trying to do a ticket giveaway to a Summer Fish concert, and it's not going good. Nobody wants to go, and I guess there's a lot of tickets available already, and the contest is shit. So failed miserably. And uh, Sorry, but you Mike. go to Jam Band Workout and check it out. We're trying to do stuff, you know. We're, we're mixing it up. It's going great. So we'll see you in a couple weeks, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Have a good one. Enjoy your summer. Be safe and uh, take care. So long. Bye. Bye. Bye.